Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Look at me, short. I'm the captain now. Welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Supercoach Co-Captains Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Dano, and with me we have Pato. Welcome, Pato. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. Hello, community. <laughs> Looking forward to tonight's one. Fucking hell. Pato has had a few and we are fucking rolling with it, aren't we, Pato? Fuck oath, mate. We're, uh, we're here for the people, no matter what sort of state <laughs> we're in. And, uh, yep, let's do it. Uh, well, because we're here for the people, I lost last week's uh, Captain's Challenge again, but I'm backing myself in to do a fucking Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors when they were 3-1 down. So um, what I've got here is a concoction of like this fucking vitamin tablet thing that dissolves in the water, kind of like a Barocca, but it's strawberry. I've got two drops of soy sauce. I've got sriracha sauce. Oh, it's fucking my bumhole is going to be spicy as fuck. And um, I've also got apple cider vinegar, which tastes like shit. So here we go. Cheers, big ears. Fucking hell. Oh, that's actually really weird. No. Oh, that did not sound good. Oh, yeah, fuck. My body, a gag reflex kicked in. That was fucked. (laughs) Oh, how do people drink apple cider vinegar? But even that was a fucking the syrup. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh, uh. Let's get into injuries, Pato. Who we got first? Uh, so we've got a, a, a somewhat late one. We both tweeted about it. We posted on our Facebook, but Jarman Impey did his ankle. And her first report was that he rolled it, but um, it later had a rumor that he, he broke it. Um, but they have said that that's a significant injury and he'll probably miss the rest of the season. So um, if you were holding on to Jarman Impey and you hadn't already heard the news, you're going to have to trade that fucker out. Yeah, sorry, I just vomited again. It's all on my shirt. Well, hopefully you didn't wear white this time. Ah, it's my work shirt. Like, anyway, um, go, right. <laughs> you go on to the next one, Pato. Yes, um, trio of Richmond defenders, uh, Nick Foston, Nathan Broad and Noah Bolter. Um, Boston apparently only got a corky, so he might miss one week. He did not pull up well from all accounts. Um, but Broad and Bolter, I think, have both done syndesmosis injuries. So those are pretty nasty ankles, usually four to six, sometimes even more. So the reason why this is super coach relevant is that if anyone's still holding on to Ryan Mansell, I reckon he might get back into the team now after coming on as a sub and actually did all right when he came on. Um, one of very few. But anyway, um, and I reckon we might have a debutant. I reckon Ben Miller. Uh, remember that name because I reckon he'll get named for this weekend. I reckon he'll come in for Noah Bolter and um, Asprey will probably come in as well, but he's nowhere near Supercoach relevant. But Ben Miller's a 123,000 defender. Um, key position, can play a little bit of ruck too. And Mabior Chol is also under a little bit of a, an injury cloud. He did his finger. So, um, yeah, all of a sudden we're in all sorts down at Richmond. All our bigs are going down like fucking trees. So um, hopefully Ben Miller can come in and provide a little bit of defensive cover both in real life and potentially for Supercoach teams as well. Yeah, yeah. Bo McCreary, um, he's done a hammy. looks like three to four weeks out. Marcus Bontepelli, what the fuck happened there, Pato? 
No idea. I didn't watch a lot of footy on the weekend, uh, but apparently he picked up a stinger at the end of his game. Um, I was just happy that he scored 155 for my team. Somehow he's in not as many teams as he probably should be. Um, yeah, he's in 33% of teams and he should be in about 80%. But anyway, that's another issue. Um, yeah, look, he should be fine. I'm just a little bit concerned because... Not only has he had a last two couple of games where he's been quite poor against North Melbourne, which is really strange because North Melbourne are terrible, but he had 55 last year against them. And he had just 82 this year in round three against them, which is by far uh, below his average on the year. So a little bit of a bogey team for, for Bontepel. And if he's a little bit sore, I just... Um, tempting fate here but hopefully he doesn't get rested against the uh the north melbourne kangaroos but i really hope he plays yep yep lucky neil um my heart went in my mouth when i was watching this the fucking lucky neil was my vc as you know pato and he went down early and we all thought oh fuck here we go it's all coming back again but it looked like he just jarred his shoulder and everyone thought that he dislocated it anyway he came back on no strapping no nothing Ended up finishing on 98. But, yeah, he's um, there's no injury reported. So I, I think he'll be fine. But, yeah, fuck, that was annoying to watch. Yeah, he got tagged heavily and uh, the shoulder probably didn't help that at all. So he, shouldered, he soldiered on, didn't shoulder on, he soldiered on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, probably got a jab down in the rooms and, and got him through the game. So... He, hasn't, he obviously hasn't pulled up sore because the club would have said something by now. So he should be fine to play. Whether it bothers him or not will remains to be seen. But yeah, just one to keep an eye on. Yeah, the old jungle juice works a bit too well in the AFL, I reckon. Um, anyway, we'll move on to the last one, which is Tom Lynch. Uh, he could return this week, but I doubt that he would take CCJ, okay, Callum Coleman-Jones's spot. Do you reckon, Pato? No, nah, um, Coleman Jones will play. I'm fairly certain of it. And with the more recent news of Marby or Chole having a bit of a finger jar, um, Coleman Jones might even ruck for us on the weekend. So that's how bad our ruck stocks are. And if he's going head to get against Zach Smith, I mean, maybe even chuck the VC on Coleman Jones. Nah, um, that, you're that, drunk, I, mate. That I am, but oh, I mean, don't, <laughs> me, don't tempt me. We play Thursday night, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll quickly report on the reports. Um, so basically, we got two suspensions. We got Liam Ryan of the West Coast, West Coast. Fuck me, dead West Coast Eagles. Who's the drunk one here? We are flying here, mate. Fucking hell, Liam Ryan of the West Coast Eagles can accept a one-match ban with an early plea, and Zach Williams of the Carlton Blues. Um, he is also uh, being offered a one-match ban with an early plea. So there's those two there. Only one real super coach relevant one after Zach Williams finally played half decent on the weekend. So rookies on the bubble. Let's start us off here. Pato, who you got? Yeah, and no, I started off with someone that hasn't played for a, quite a few weeks, but Max Holmes was one of Geelong's better players in a really big win for them in the VFL um, had 23 touches playing a half forward role and Geelong got pumped on Thursday night um, lost quite heavily to the very impressive Brisbane Lions and if Geelong do look to make some changes Max Holmes could be one that comes in and he's already played his two games so don't sleep on him if you're looking for a mid forward player who has probably a chance to lock down a role 
Um, Luke Dalhouse has done fuck all, and we'll see if Geelong have the balls to drop someone like that who really hasn't performed all year in that forward role or um, someone like Higgins who's looked a bit shaky at times. Um, I don't know who he's going to come in for, but Max Holmes could play this weekend. So he's one that's already on the bubble. We'll go straight into that first price rise. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lucky Bramble uh, from Hawthorne, 102K mid, minus 39 break even. He's got a 50 average. He, he looks pretty good. And at this stage of the year, when you're trying to look for downgrades, you're trying to look for the downgrade to the most minimum price possible, which Bramble is. That's actually playing. So um, I reckon he's a great one to jump on. What do you reckon, Pato? Yeah, can't really go wrong with this one. Hawthorne have actually obviously won this weekend and pushed Essendon last week as well. So they're the two games that he's played. And for a team like that, if they've seen good signs, they're not going to make many changes. So um, I think Bramble is a really good trading option, especially as that rock bottom price if you didn't haven't already gone early on him. Yeah, Brandon Walker. From a free way to go. Give the old heave ho, motherfuckers. Anyway, 117K defender, minus 17 break even, 43 average. I think his job security is pretty good considering Freo can't keep any defenders really on the park. What do you reckon, Pato? Yeah, I, I agree. He's not going to set the world alight with his scoring. Um, playing more of a lockdown defensive role is not a, a key position defender, um, but He's really responsible for the man he's playing on. But at 117,000, if you need that defensive downgrade option, uh, Brandon Walker is a pretty good option, I think. Yep. Talk about Riley Garcia of the Western Bulldogs, the 123K midfielder. Yeah, so he's got a positive break even after just the two games. But that includes the game where he got concussed in his first quarter of AFL footy and scored seven for that game. So he had 36 on the weekend, which... uh, Sounds terrible, and it is terrible. That's not a good score at all. But he had 13 touches, uh, but he had five clangers. So he's got enough of the pill. Um, the Doggies obviously had a really big win over in Perth. So I can't see them making too many changes to the team. So if he plays, he may make a bit of cash. But, I mean, again, you're not really looking for people to make cash at this time of the season. You just want warm bodies, and he might provide that. Yeah, there was one that I wanted you to chuck on the run sheet, uh, but he's only played one game, and that was Jeremy Sharp. And he's 141k mid. What do you reckon, Pato? Do you like the look of the Jarama Chapeur? Mate, I mentioned this kid last week and you thought, gee, why are you mentioning this kid? Um, <laughs> I, I compared him to Chad Warner um, as someone that had a little taste of AFL footy the previous year. Did terrible in terms of super coach scoring, but has gone back to reserves level applied his trade through there and has then made his AFL return. And uh, Jeremy Sharp scored 76, played a bit of midfield time from all accounts. I didn't watch that game. I don't bother. Don't go out of my way to watch too many Gold Coast games. But a 76 is brilliant. And at 141K, he's actually, I think at this stage, I've already done early trade, uh, little sort of had a little play around. And he's the one that I think I'm going to bring in over Bramble, uh, which may seem a little bit... a little bit controversial Ooh. at 40K more. But if he's going to score 70-odd points in that role for the rest of the year, I mean, Gold Coast have no benefit of playing Swallow. Um, I mean, he's their captain, is he? Who fucking cares? And he's cares? cooked. <laughs> um, yeah, he is. So, I mean, what benefit do they have of playing Swallow over Sharp, where Sharp is going to be part of that group that they're going to be pretty high on? So, look, I think they're going to give him every opportunity in that midfield. And if he can score similar to uh, Chad Warner, I don't think he's going to get 120s. But if he can score decent sort of 60 to 80 plus every week, 
um, I'll be happy with that. And I'll spend that extra 40K just in case I need it because my trade situation is looking very dire. And mine's looking sexy as fuck. Anyway, trade in targets. So everyone will have some of Mills, Laird, Lloyd, Stewart, Whitfield. Who gives a fuck about them, okay? We're going to focus on the ones that people have been asking us on Twitter. They're like, oh, fucking this budget, that budget, this range, that range, you know? So the first one that we've got is Braden Maynard. 516K, 92 average, 165 round average, 121 three-round average. What is his ownership, Pato? And why the fuck should we consider him? So he's in just 3.5% of teams, um, which is a little bit weird because he had a really good year super coach wise last year. But then he came into early this year and played more of a lockdown role. And I don't know whether people started him. Obviously, some people did. Um, but would have been fairly disappointed with his role and probably jumped straight the fuck off. But last year, he averaged 102 um, playing in more of a rebounding role in that Collingwood back line. But he's sort of improved his scoring over the last few weeks. And um, look, he's got three tons in the last three weeks. So round 12, he had 100. Round 13, he had 142. And round 15, he had 121. Now, there's a clear change of role there. And I feel like he's a little bit more offensive in the way he's playing defense. And he could be someone that really benefits from Darcy Moore going out because obviously Darcy Moore provided a lot of rebound for them um, yep. out of that back line. And someone's got to, got to provide that run. And um, Jack Crisp is playing a bit more midfield now. So obviously it's not going to come from him. Um, Chris Main's playing down there, but I mean, he's more of your, your uncontested mark and chip it around sort of guy. He's a fucking seagull. Um, he, yeah, he's playing that seagull role. Um, and the other one is sort of Jack Madgen's playing more of a lockdown role. Um, John Noble's playing a little bit of a rebound role, but I mean, you don't want the footy in his hands. Um, so Braden Maynard really is that guy. And he had 27 touches on the weekend um, and provides that drive for them. So look, he's not cheap. 516k but he is a huge point of difference and these are the sort of moves that really get you ahead in this game um sometimes going against the pack can really benefit Mm. um i wouldn't recommend him over someone like a whitfield but if you've already got whitfield um they're at really similar prices and you're looking for that final upgrade look i'd prefer some other guys that may be a little bit cheaper like the, the next guy we're going to talk about if you don't already have him yep yep but I mean, he's a huge point of difference, and that's the appealing Braden Maynard. So I don't mind him actually over Whitfield, to be honest. That's very interesting. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't mind him over Whitfield at all, especially if he's back to that more of attacking, defensive role, and kick-ins too. Don't mind it. Don't mind it. The next guy, though, you got to fucking get in ever since he's gone back to taking kick-ins. That's Jordan Ridley, 470K, 101 average, 101 three-round average. Basically, he's averaging 101. <laughs> yeah, he, he's back. He's back, baby. He's back, Pato. And you got to have him at that price if you don't already. Yeah, his break him is at 55 as well. So... At the end of the day, this is just a prime example of why you don't trade out primos. Um, I mean, I can understand maybe jumping off a Jaden Short or a Stephen May to help with your buy structure. But, I mean, a lot of people jumped off Jordan Ridley as soon as he started playing that more lockdown role. And, look, he may play that lockdown role sporadically. Um, I think he played lockdown on Toby Green that week. 
um, which is more of a credit to how dangerous Toby Green is and that they just didn't have the matchup for him and they decided to go with Ridley. But, look, he's back taking the kick-ins. So if he can hold that and still play those lockdown roles, I think he's still going to get at least 80 to 90. And I think he's at a really good price. So if you don't have him at under 500K and you've still got that defensive spot, I think absolutely bring him in. Yeah. This next one I've seen um, a few on Twitter inquiring about, which is Dougal Howard. So he's 454K, minus 18 break even, 91 average, 99 five-round average, 118 three-round average. Kick-ins is the main thing with Dougal Howard. But, yeah, it's he, he's gone fucking big. What do you reckon, Pato? Yeah, it's a real weird one because this is someone that has role has changed a little bit. And this is just testament to St. Kilda just absolutely changing the, the structure of that back line up. And coincidentally, that Adelaide game where he went 160 is the same week that Highmore came back into the team. So there's a little bit in that, I think. Now, Highmore obviously is scoring really well as well. So credit to people that held on to him and was patient enough to, to reap the rewards. Yes, yes, I agree. Um, but yeah, Dougal Howard is a weird one because he's not he, like he plays a lockdown, but he can also play as that medium sort of intercept defender. And that's the role he's sort of moved into now. It is a little bit risky because I see scores of 57, 67, 69, like 56 against Geelong. You don't want that, but you've got to make the decision quick because his break even is negative 18. So he's going to make a lot of cash. He might go up 50, 60K just after this week and already be over 500K. So you'd probably have to jump on now if you were, but he's had two monster scores in two weeks and Highmore's not going anywhere. He's staying in this team. I can't see Howard's role changing. Maybe he'll lose kick-ins, but I mean, he's a really long kick of the footy. So I, obviously they like that. And they've looked decent over the last couple of weeks. They've, they've had a couple of wins. So look, it's risky, but you've got to risk it for that biscuit. And he's in 4% of teams. And this could be a master track if you bring him in and he does really well from here on. The next bloke's in even less teams, Pato. And that's Jack Scrimshaw, the bloke that I've had since I picked him up in Supercoach draft. Thank you, Jacob, for pointing him out to me. Uh, because ever since I picked him up, he's been a fucking gun. I um, picked him up for nothing. He's 490K in classic, though. 88 average, 103 five-round average, 106 three-round average. I think I fucked that up. Anyway, um, 0.4% ownership, Pato. He's been consistent yeah, as the fuck. Point is, he's scoring really fucking well. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's been consistent as well. It's a little bit less of a flush in the pan like Dougal Howard. Um, since he played the Saints, coincidentally, in round seven, he went at 103, but he's gone 103, 89, 109, 105, 91, 94, 93, and 131. So, look, he doesn't have the really monster scores that some of the other defenders do, mm. but he's super consistent. And I think really highly talented kid had a couple of injury affected games early on in the year. Like he had a 17 against Richmond in the, in the week he got, uh, was he the, no, he wasn't the sub, but he got injured that week. Um, but yeah, look, playing that halfback role, which we know super coach love in terms of giving away points. So you could do worse and massive bodies in not even half of a percent of teams. So fuck all. Yeah, and with Scrimshaw as well, I think you could potentially make a case there for a direct correlation between Jarman and Impey not playing and Scrimshaw going 130. Yeah, yeah, quite possibly playing more of that rebound role. Absolutely. So 
Yeah. It could be um, an absolute masterstroke bringing him in. People are focusing on other ones like Dougal Howard and whatnot. But again, he's an awkward price. So 490K, probably better off going Ridley if you don't have him. But if you want a massive POD, Scrimshaw might be your man at D6. Um, anyway, we were going to talk about Zach Williams, but that fucker's been suspended. So fuck him off. Uh, <laughs> Nick Haynes is the next one. Thanks to our, got our mate Jed. Um, he wants to bring in Nicholas Haynes. 407K, 71 average, 133 round average. What's significant about that, Pato? Oh, it's the three weeks since Phil Davis came back, which has just freed him up. We've mentioned him the both the last couple of weeks for Nick Haynes. Um, yeah, it's, it's just freed up to play that in a set role, and that's where he just picks off pass after pass in that back line. Uh, he's gone 118, 96, and 94, and you'll be more than happy at that. But the, the, the kicker is he's 407K, which is still super cheap for what he's going to output. And I reckon he'll average 95-plus from here on out. So... Yeah, I, I think you could do worse. Um, the only thing I'd be slightly concerned about is the fact that the Giants, sorry, Dano, um, aren't looking good. They're fucking trash. Um, the Hawks picked them off on the weekend, which isn't a good loss at all if you're the Giants. Um, Leon Cameron's got to be under so much heat, it's not funny, but that's, again, another issue that we won't go into too much about on this and, podcast. And another thing, Pato, is that they've got to play where for the next two weeks? Melbourne. Yeah. Exactly. And where do they not play well? Melbourne. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more of a Giants issue than uh, Nick Haynes himself. Um, but the issue is those couple of games late that he had last year after the Giants were, were rubbed out of any chance of making the finals. And I'd be a little bit too concerned of that happening again, uh, maybe even earlier than it did last year. And then you're stuck with someone who doesn't care about getting those inset marks and scoring 50s on your team. And you don't want that in your final squad. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, the last one. You're going real fucking budget here, Pato, putting this bloke in so you can talk about him because I didn't even fucking, I didn't even consider him. Yeah, I'm completely left field. But Jared Linett uh, from the Port Adelaide Power. Now, he's got a break even of negative 12. He's priced at 289000 which seems weird to be talking about someone that cheap on the podcast that isn't a cash cow. Um, but if you are super strapped for cash, um, I think you could do worse than this. He's got an average of 91 over his two games. So that's a 94 and an 88. Now, he's not a running defender. He's not a completely lockdown defender. So he plays as that sort of medium defender, but he's getting a bulk of the footy. And he's a mature age player. He's 26 years old um, and played just the 20 games. So not super experienced, but he's got decent scoring potential in the past. So in his second year of AFL 40 in 2019, he actually averaged 82, um, which if you're going to pay 180K for someone averaging 82, I think you'll take that every day of the week, Dano. And um, yeah, look, it's completely left field, but sometimes if you've only got one or two trades left and you want to go a little bit budget because you need a trade for, for injuries or you just don't have the salary, then um, yeah, completely left field. But Jared Linett is in 435 teams and is very fucking cheap. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Um, it's yeah. That's yeah. Just couldn't do it. Anyway, yeah, I mean, if, you, <laughs> if you're going to go that cheap, you may as well bring in someone like Tom Highmore. Um, who's yeah, a exactly. Not even as a, a cash cow anymore, but as someone that might be a D7. 
Yeah, exactly. Anyway, we'll move on to the mids. We're not going to talk about the Bont. We're not going to talk about Parish. We're not going to talk about Steel. We're not going to talk about Lions. We're not going to talk about McRae, Oliver, or Tookie Miller. We're going to talk about other people that could set your team apart because right now that's what you need to fucking do. So anyway, we're going to go with the man that sounds like he's a fucking sexually transmitted disease with the nickname that we gave him, and that is the Guff. Cam Guthrie, 570K, 116 average. Not The only thing is it's a 98 three-round average, Pato. So significance of why we should consider the guff. Just because he's down. Um, he had a couple of injury-affected scores when he had that AC issue. Got 107 on the weekend. He copped a little bit of attention. But I reckon he's going to explode from now. Um, I think that shoulder will be past him. Scored 107 on the weekend, sorry. Um, and I reckon he's going to go big this weekend, and I'll explain why. I reckon he'll be standing head-to-head at centre bounces with the man that calls himself the package, which is clearly just compensating for something that is probably <laughs> not even half of a package. But he's going to be head-to-head, and he's going to have no, no interest in following him defensively. So Guthrie... Uh, the guff, sorry, will just bounce off him at center bounces and get absolute clearances at will. And I, that's a little preview of who I might be suggesting from this game as a VC or C option if you have him. But I really like the guff as a trading option at 570K. So it's a little bit more expensive, but I reckon he could make his break even, Dana, of 141 this weekend. That's big call. A big call. I like it. It is, but we don't, we don't, Get followers, Dano, by making the calls that everyone else does, the obvious calls. Yep, yep. Uh, we'll go out on a limb and and we're okay with being wrong because we get it right more often than not. Just like I had it right last week, Dano, with Luke Edwards and his role change and doing terribly. But anyway. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, we'll go to Lockie Neal next. So from one bad shoulder to another. 575K, 85 break even, 102 average, 113 three-round average. That includes the 98 that he got. Um, he's got Adelaide this week, Pato, who like to do what? Yeah, Adelaide have leaked points to opposition midfields through the fucking cahoots all year. And Lockie Neal has a break-in of 85. I don't even think I'm going on too much of a limb here. I reckon he could double that. I'm thinking weekend. the same. I'm thinking the same. Um, so if you have Lockie Neal, I wouldn't even BC him. I would just chuck the straight C on him. Um, I think he's going to go bananas this weekend. And yeah, if you're going to bring him in, it has to be this week because with such a low break even and probably a big game ahead of him, um, he'll be back over 600K in no time and be out of reach. Now, the next bloke that we're going to talk about, I've seen a fair few teams actually pick him up. And he's been pretty darn good in the last few weeks. And that's Jai Simpkin, especially in Tasmania. I should say mainly in Tasmania. Um, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, anyway, 558K, 98 average. He's got 129 three-round average, 110 five-round average. Man is popping Viagras and being hard as a rock all over the place. Um, yeah, what, what do you reckon, Pato? Jai Simkin with the the kangaroos actually putting up a bit of a fight. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Um, you are right. He's killing it down in Tassie for whatever reason. He, I think he's gone 30-plus in each of the six games that they've played down in Tassie, which, I mean, when they, move their, next, yeah. <laughs> when they move their next year, I would be starting this bloke because he's going to average 120 if that happens. But 
I don't think I could do it myself. Um, just because he plays for North and he just doesn't have the runs on the board like someone like Ben Cunnington does. But if you're looking for a POD, 3% of teams, 129 three-round average, which is huge, uh, and just goes about his business. I've, I, he's really benefited from having Cunnington back in the team, clearly, because the spike in points has really come from when Cunnington came back into the team. So whether he's benefiting from playing more of an outside role as Ben Cunnington does all the dirty work inside um, could be the case. But he had that one game against Essendon where he had 54 in there, which he probably played more of a lockdown role in that game. But other than that, since that Hawthorne game in round nine where he went 164, he's gone nuts. And 108, 128, 136 and 122, which is just fucking mental. Yeah, yeah. We'll move on to some budget options now. Budget direct crowd sponsors, not really. Fuck you. Anyway, Scotty. Yeah, a call, though. We're always down for having more money in our pockets. We've, we're, we're free to the public. We get no sponsorship. We do this for the love of it to help you guys out. So any sponsorship would be absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, we, we, we won't fully sell out, though, to Herald Sun and whatnot. Fuck you guys. Just saying. Fuck you, Murdoch. There you fucking go. Anyway, Scotty Pendlebury, 473K, 93 average, 123 round average. To be honest, Pato, I think he was blatantly fucking robbed last round, but then I looked at his efficiency and whatnot, and I was like, eh, maybe he wasn't. But it, it's un-Pendlebury-like to get that efficiency so low. And he's back in the middle, so he's fucking still a good option at 473K. Yeah, I still like him. I brought him in last weekend. Uh, he went at 75%, which isn't even bad, and had 29 yeah. touches. So 15 of those were contested, and he eight, had eight clearances with only three clangers. So the score confuses me a little bit. Maybe he got robbed a bit because they lost, and maybe he just junked it a little bit. But, look, I uh, I had a bas- I had a couple of basketball grand finals on Saturday. So I watched the first half of this game, and I was fucking flying out the door because he was on about 65 at halftime. I thought, yep, you fucking beauty. I brought him in at 420K, and he's absolutely flying for me. Um, checked in afterwards, and got 86, which I was a little bit disappointed about. But at the same time, you've got to remember what price that you brought these guys in at. And at 420K, I'll take an 86. It's a little bit uh, less than what I thought I'd be getting from him. But, I mean, I didn't bring him in just for this week. So I think he'll be fine. Yep, yep. Now the next bloke, I think there's a little bit of Richmond bias in this one. So I'll start talking about him and you can finish talking about him. That's Dion, the human meatball Prestia. Uh, he's 400K for 54 break-even, 77 average, 93-round average, though. Um, why, why have you put him on the run sheet, Pato? Uh, just for his price point, 400K, he's someone that has averaged over 100 before, and all he's got to do is stay on the park. So there are soft tissue issues there, but if he can stay on the park, I can back him in for a 90, 95-plus average. And if you're looking for a super bargain pick, I think Dion Presti could be a decent option for you. Yep. The next guy, the last one on our midfield list, I was eyeing off to bring in at some stage, but he's slowly getting back into it. And that's Elliot Yo. So he's 446K at the moment, 108 break even, 73 average. In the past, he's been a fucking beast, uh, but he's just, his minutes are slowly going up and he's slowly working his way back into it. And I don't think I'll be picking him up until probably around finals time for bench cover, hopefully. Um, I've got that many trades up my sleeve at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I just 
I, I wish he just pumped out 110 this weekend and be like, yeah, sweet, he's back. You know what I mean, Pato? Yeah, I would probably want to see more from him before I brought him in. He had 19 touches on the weekend, gave away two free kicks, had 12 contested possessions, and that's what he does. He, he laps that shit up, but... He had eight clangers and he went at 47%. So that's just completely butchered his score, plus the fact that they got pumped by the Bulldogs. So I think Elliot Yeo will be fine. I think he'll have one random game where he goes like 130-odd and and gets it all together. And I think it's coming soon. And then everyone might jump on. And look, we know Elliot Yeo is a star. Last his last non-injury interrupted season, he averaged 108. So if he can get close to that. And you can get him at sub 500. Um, Elliot Yeo's the star. So, yeah, it's, it's still yeah. a wait and see for me, though. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, we'll go to the forward line now. So, if you don't have Dane Zorko, you're fucked. Um, Dustin Martin, pretty much everyone has. And one of Zeeble or Hall or both. Uh, we won't talk about them. We'll talk about the next guys. So, the one that looks ultra consistent, but he also looks like a new man. Uh, from what I could see under his new coach, and that's still side bottom. A 494K, 92 average, 102 three-round average, 7.8% ownership, Pato. What what do you reckon he's going to do under his new coach? Yeah, look, I, I also saw him look like a new man this weekend, but if I was looking at this guy and I didn't already own him, I would be looking at that with a little bit of caution, and here's why. What did Collingwood do last weekend, Dano? Don't know because I don't, and I don't care. Round fourteen, what did they have? Oh yeah, new coach. No. What did they have? Well, they yes, have... but no. <laughs> who, did, who, did they, who did they play in round fourteen? Ah, oh, irrelevancy. I can't even remember anymore. I only go week to week. Um, 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 Frio from memory. No, that was this weekend. Uh, yeah, the week before. The oh, the, the week bike. before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry, I thought so, you meant like last week because we're in Monday. <laughs> no, sorry. Okay. Come on. So they had the buy in round 14, which is why he's looking so good this week. He's just had a week off and the guy's old. Um, the week before that against Melbourne, he looked sore, really sore. Now, that's probably part of his partly because of his age, probably partly because he's played from round two all the way through to round 13 and obviously round 15 as well now. So I would be a little bit wary of that just because of his age. Now, he's been super consistent, super consistent. So, and we know how good steel side bottom is. So I, I don't think it's a horrible trade-in, but if he tires late in the season, do not say that I didn't warn you. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Okay, next bloke. Is it early, too early to pull the trigger on him? Considering he hasn't gone over 100 this year, that's Patrick Dangerfield, 495K, 100 break even, 85 average, 97 on the weekend. You know, fucking big loss, Pato. Do you think it's too early to pull the trigger? Now, Dino, I think this is the week to do it. Oh. Uh, who do they have this weekend? Sorry, they got Essendon from memory. Usually, I think, yeah. I think that's a Friday night game too. Yeah, yeah, it's Essendon. That's why I'm so keen. Well, that's why I think it's this week. And it's GMHBABCDEFG Stadium. Yeah, so at the Alphabet Stadium, I, I like Essendon. They they don't tend to tag. They sort of just let their midfielders do their thing and let opposition midfielders do their thing and just hope that their thing is better than the other thing. 
So I don't know if that made a lot of sense, but who gives a shit? Um, I like Dangerfield. So he had 23 touches on the weekend and a goal, but he went at 52% efficiency and he had five clangers. So I back him to go at a little bit better than 52% this weekend. I reckon they'll do a little bit better than they did against Brisbane. And he'll probably have a less clangers, even though he is clanger field. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the price point. He's still under 500,000. Well, he's finally become under 500,000. And I reckon he'll meet his break even, Dana. I reckon he'll get that ton this weekend. And it could be a case of a little bit like Elliot Yo, that, that as soon as that big one comes, everyone's going to jump on. And I reckon the big one is this weekend. Oh, I'm going to have to try and figure out a way to bring him in, I think. Fuck. Um, next one, Kyle Langford, 499K, 87 average, 103 round average. What do you reckon, Pano? How far off is Dylan Shield, actually? Yeah, I reckon Shield's going to play this weekend. Mm, what do you reckon that means, Pato? I reckon that means Langford will lose his midfield role more than he already has. And yep, yep. Langford did score well on the weekend in that sort of forward slash midfield role. He played a little bit in the guts, but not as much as you we saw for that few weeks that he did play really solid midfield minutes. I just I feel like his scoring is going to go down as soon as Liam Shield comes in, and he is due. Liam Shield, Dylan Shield. There we go. That's the one, Dano. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is why you're here with me to correct my fuck ups. That's all good. It's all good, Pato. Um, so yeah, last week he was named as one to two weeks uh, on the injury list. So. He'll be zero to one this week. So I think it'll be either this week or next week for Dylan Shield. That's why I'm bullish on Kyle Langford. Yep, fair, fair. Next bloke, I reckon you've got to kind of hold off a week on and see how he goes. That's Rowan Marshall at 464K. Got 162 break even. He's got 81 average. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's a hold off. See how he goes. Watch him plummet further in price. You could, if you've got like a Tracy or Cal. Callum Coleman Jones or whatever, and you've got them in your forward line, ruck, bench option. Yeah, I, you could easily do a few switcheroos with this one, and it'd be good for coverage if you're low on trade. Um, when, let's say, someone does get injured, and you can just switch those two around. But I'd hold off yeah. this week. Yeah, I agree. This is more just to have him in the front of people's minds. I wouldn't bring him in this week against Collingwood. Um, Brody Grundy and co, I don't like it. Especially coming off a score of 68 on the weekend against the Tigers. But next week is probably the week to pounce on him. Uh, he'll jump below towards sort of 400,000, I reckon, um, which is very cheap. Now, the only issue is he's come in and out of that team three times now with that same sort of lingering foot issue. Now, he did have surgery on that finally. So, yeah, watch him closely this weekend. And if he looks all right, I reckon next week is the week to bring him in. And, uh, yeah, he'll be pretty cheap. Yeah. Speaking of cheap, we'll go on for some cheaper options here, Pato. Uh, Start us off with your Bulldogs pick from, I think you mentioned him last week. Yeah, did mention Taylor DeRay last week. Um, Didn't set the world on fire on the weekend. I think he had a 90-odd score. I could be wrong, but... He's gone up 33,000 now, so he's at 412,000 with a break-even of 56. He's in just 4% of teams. He's got a three-round average of 99.7 now. So it's not a super sexy pick. 
His scoring has gone up since Crozier went out of the team and he's playing more of an offensive role now. So if you think he can keep that up, I think he could do worse. He's got a pretty handy defensive swing as well. So you never know when you might need that dual position swing, Dano. Um, if you've got one trade left and you lose a premium defender, you might just have to swap him back and have Paddy Dow on your field or something like that. But I'm pretty sure I'm probably the only one along with Dog from from uh, the Jock Reynolds community to actually have Paddy Dow in the team. Um, crazily enough, he scored more than fucking Patrick Cripps for me <laughs> on the weekend. And Dow was sitting on my midfield bench as an emergency and Patrick Cripps, fresh off his six-year contract extension, scored a fucking massive 65 for me. So, yeah, love and life for those Carlton mids. Fuck you, Carlton. Fuck you, Blues. I hate you. <laughs> Speaking of the blues, we've got Harry Mackay up next. Oh, another fucking blues. <laughs> 315k, 27 break even. Uh, he's cheap as chips as fucking hell, but I can't, don't think he could really have him on field. I think he's got to be a uh, D fucking seven option, really. Um, F7. Yeah, Fuck me dead. Fucking hell. I, <laughs> I almost think it has to be this week for Harry Mackay. Um, he's got a break-even of 27, which he'll probably eclipse against the really wounded Frio, even though they're knocked off Collingwood at their home ground, Collingwood's home ground. Um, but he showed some potential to have some really big scores. And these key forwards, they're super risky, but all it takes is for him to have, well, actually, Frio, Frio's, against Frio in round three, at 145, Dano, uh, which I didn't even know when I was looking at this <laughs> earlier today. So... Something like that in a, in a league, if you're looking at a cash league or whatever, uh, it could be the difference between someone having Toby Green on field who gets shut down for an 80 and Ben McKay just randomly goes 140 and you think, yep, you Harry. beauty. Um, Harry McKay. What did I say? You said Ben McKay. Right. That uh, definitely won't get edited out. And uh, I'm I'll keep for this in. We're going for a full run through, Bato. Oh. Fuck oath. Let's do it. <laughs> but yeah, look, Harry Mackay could be the difference in a, in a league matchup. And yeah, I wouldn't have him as a D6. You, you'll tear your hair out doing that. But as a D7, you just chuck him on as a loophole. Or um, if you really like the matchup, just throw him straight in there. Um, he's got North in round 19, which looks a little bit juicy on paper. Uh, he's got the Suns in round 21, which is also super juicy. And Got the Wounded Giants in round 23, Dano. And if Phil Davis is cooked again by then, uh, he could go big on them. Probably will be. And, yeah, probably. And they'll so, probably put Jack Buckley on the um, no, fucking... Now I'm doing it. Harry Mackay. <laughs> Fuck. This is cooked. Um, they'll probably put, yeah, Buckley on Harry, Harry Mackay and he'll probably kick a fucking bag of six. And then, yeah, anyway. Next one that could kick a bag. Jack Darling, 325K, 77 average. He's a bit of a yo-yo in Supercoach scoring, but he can fucking go big, Pato. Yeah, this is another one. Um, another one that can go big, but can go really small as well because he's another key forward. But yeah, same with uh, Harry Mackay. Um, he'll have big games. He'll have small games. Can go real big with sort of 140, 150s when he kicks big bags but we'll also have scores in the 60s and 50s. So if you can rotate him on and find the good matchups, um, you could do worse. Now, we you put you put the guy that we just love to hate in this list, Pato. Um, 
You can talk about him, but yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I don't like talking about him. We don't like people like this, don't I? Yeah, we don't. Yeah. But we find value for the people. And this guy is 371,000. I don't even, I don't even want to say his name on the podcast, don't I? But for those playing at home, he plays for the Magpies. Not the Port Adelaide ones. No, no, the ones from. But he could, but he could be behind prison bars soon. Let's fucking hope. But anyway, oh, 371,000, break even of 34. Now he's only got an average of 69. He's got a three-round average of 91, and that was moving into a midfield role. Geelong, Adelaide, Melbourne. So he had 88, 70, and 115. Then he got suspended. Um, hopefully by now people know who, who we're talking about. And yeah, he's a fuckwit. He's a fuckwit. Um, but look, if he has a midfield role, at 371,000, if he, I think he can average 90. I don't like that, even saying that. Um, but if you don't have a no dickhead policy, <laughs> you could bring this guy in and be happy that you brought him in under 400,000 and he could average 90 from here on out. Yep. Yep. And that'll um, be what we're talking about. Yeah. We're not going to say his name. He's fuck with. Um, no way. Anyway, we've got the Astro Nort. Okay, Norton next. A 377K, 82 average. Fairly decent run home, Pato. Would you agree? Yes. So in his run home, so there's eight games left. Four of those eight games, he's got North, Gold Coast, Adelaide, and Hawthorne, which is very juicy for a key forward. And I really rate this kid. Um, I think he's going to be a star if he isn't already. And he's 377,000. And I almost think of the... Two defend the two key forwards that we mentioned before Norton, and that's Jack Darling and Harry Mackay. So Norton's 50k more, but I think he'll score more. And starting with North Melbourne this weekend, I think he could go on a bit of a run. Now, he had an injury effect of 17 against the Cats last weekend, but the kid doesn't drop below 70. And some of these key forwards can get 40s and 50s and just not even have an influence on the game. So he had 64 against the Pies in round one. But since then, he hasn't dropped below 70 in his low games. And he's got a few tons in there. So I don't think it's a horrible option if you're looking for a budget pick. Yep. Speaking, I'm going to chuck this guy last of all. He's not a budget pick, though. Just for the sheer fact that I don't like big key forwards. Tomahawk's an exception, although he's been playing shit recently. But we've got to point this out, even though the motherfucker's usually a flat track bully. 527,000. Of all forwards, only Zorko and Aaron Hall have actually scored more points than this bloke in their last five matches. And in his last seven games, he's got five tons. And the other two scores were an 83 and a 90. And I'm talking about big Charlie Dixon here from Port Adelaide. Now, I've got to give him a shout-out because he's fucking playing well. Doubt anyone really has him. But kudos to you, Charlie. Fucking, I know you're not listening to this, but if you do, fucking kudos to you, man. You're fucking on heat. You're in some super coach form. Sorry, I just had to chuck that in there, Pato. Yeah, crazily enough, he's the sixth-ranked forward this year, Dano. Yeah. Um. Which, I mean, just sums up the the forward line this year. Now, I've purposefully ignored this guy because, as you said, he's a flat track bully and I don't like him as an option, but it's kind of hard to ignore the scoring now. Yeah. And he's actually got a pretty good run home. So he's got the Hawks this week. 
He's gonna fight. He's, he's, he's gonna fucking pump out a one forty or some shit this week. Just watch. He could well and. Yeah, the week after that, he's got the Demons, but then he's got the Saints, Pies, Giants, Crows, and Blues. And then for the Supercoach Grand Final, he's got the Bulldogs, who have struggled against taller forwards at times this year. So, yeah, it, it's hard to keep ignoring him, Dano. Uh, if you already have a Tomahawk, I wouldn't do two of them the same sort of player. I think they're really similar in scoring potential and whatnot. The other issue is age. Now, I know Tom Hawk is also quite old, but Charlie Dixon has had a lot of injury issues in the past that Tom Hawk just hasn't had. And Dixon's had a lot of foot issues and some hamstring issues as well. And he actually copped a knock to his ankle late in that game. Uh, when did they play? Saturday, Arbo. And I'd be a little bit concerned about that just because of previous history, Dano. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And I'll move right along. To question time. First one is Tate. Like, fucking Tate. Kudos to you, mate. You're always fucking asking questions. He asked, why is Hawkins so shit? Uh, why has he been so shit, I think was the question, but that's my bad anyway. Yeah, man, um, there's, some, there's some translated questions on here that I'm just going to read them out as Pado's take because there's a, there's a real fucking hilarious one in a minute. Yeah, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be funny, and if there's a spelling mistake, and I'm gonna read it out the way that you wrote it. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Anyway, so um, look, maybe Tate he's been so shit because he's just helping the boys out and the girls by getting under five hundred thousand to bring Again. him in for the run home at Supercoach. Um, he's got a break even of one sixty eight, which he I mean could reach against Essendon, but I don't think he will. Next week, he's going to be nice and cheap going into a game against the Blues, Dano. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I am actually now strongly considering looking at him for next week instead of Shea Bolton. But that's irrelevant for now, maybe a little bit. But I yep, think yep. I think I might be looking at him next week is my point. But anyway, yep. It's uh, just a couple of tough matchups, Tato. Um Who's he had? Yeah, the Bulldogs and the Lions, two top four teams. Um, before that, they had uh, three really shit teams in Port Adelaide, Collingwood, and Gold Coast. And he went 101, <laughs> 126, and 110. So he'll be fine. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Anyway, James is next. Uh, he asked, is it still worth paying for Whitfield or are they similar around the same price? And this is where I said, Braden Maynard's actually not a bad option, Pardo. Yeah, the thing with the defense this year, there's so many different avenues you can go. Mm. Daniel and Rich is another one. Daniel Rich. Yeah, I, yep. And Christian Salem, who is actually really cheap. And I didn't put him on the run sheet, but 463,000, Dano. And yep. he's a little bit up and down in his scoring, but he's coming off a 114 and gets a lot of the footy. And yeah, just another one where you could go a little bit cheaper and you can't go wrong. But in saying that, I'll, I mean, I'll look it up. But there could be 15 blokes averaging 100-plus in, in our defense this year. So I don't think you can do, go completely wrong in defense. So <laughs> I just looked it up. There's only seven players averaging 100. There's two averaging over 99.5, and that's Crisp and Salem, who are two really good pods. Cough, cough. Yep. Um, and then from there, there's a blanket over a lot of guys. You've got... You know, Doherty, Whitfield, Short. 
he's probably already got two of those three in, in short and I oh know he's looking at Whitfield. Look, honestly, James, I would probably go a little bit cheaper with that. Um, I really like Whitfield. I brought him in when I did a couple of weeks ago. Um, but I think you could probably afford to go a little bit cheaper. Even someone like Dan Houston at 462000 no. looks like he's really, really turning a corner. Um, nah. Maynard is a huge POD, yep. as we mentioned before. Um, look, there's plenty of different options you can go. Um, Salem, I don't mind as someone at 460000 you, I'm assuming he's probably got Ridley. Yeah, uh, Luke Ryan's probably a little bit too expensive. I don't mind the Daniel Rich one. He's similarly priced. I think he's like 527 off the top of my head. No, 520. 520? 520 with an average of 105, and he's in just 6.6% of teams. Huge pod. Um, Someone that even we've slept on a bit, Dano, and that's I'll probably take credit. Well, not credit. I'll probably take the blame for that. Um, Just quietly going about his business, Daniel Rich, and I mean – if you're looking for a POD, is even an even better POD than than most. So, yeah, Daniel Rich might be your guy, James. Yeah, I don't mind it. Anyway, he um, yeah, he the next one. This I'm going to read it the way that you fucking wrote it. He goes, "Green can danger for forward line." Oh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your cook. I actually remember what happened when I was typing that. So. I was, Copying all the questions from all our social media, some from our Facebook and our Twitter and everything. And my girlfriend came down and she was about to go for a walk and she came in and she just started annoying the fuck out of me. So where so I got a bit distracted and then got back to it and obviously didn't even read it and just went straight on to the next question. So I don't know what I've done there. Well, I do know what I've done there, and not a lot, but um yeah, I think the question was green or danger for a forward line from James. Oh, do you want me to quickly have a look, Pato? Uh, no, that was the question. I think it was Toby or um, or Paddy Dangerfield for his forward line. Yeah, okay. Um, let me quickly just double check. Um, yeah, he, yeah, Green or Dangerfield in the forward line. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, well, you're saying get on Paddy Dangerfield now, so I think you got to. I think it's probably a safer bet than Toby. I'm going to have both after this weekend. Well, considering that Toby, <laughs> oh, when when I was out and about, I think he was on like 18 at half time or 20 at half time, and then came back for a big second half. I think he jumped right up into calculations in the third quarter there, Pato. But yeah, Dangerfield's probably the one that you got to go for there. Um, anyways, yeah. oh, yeah, at the end go. of the day, at the end of the day, there's nine thousand difference in their price at the moment. And I think Dangerfield has a much more secure role in that midfield, even if it's just 60% sort of midfield, 40% forward or whatever he, he does. Yeah. I think that's more than what Toby Green will play. And look, they might average a little bit similar, but you might get a 60 from Toby Green, whereas you might get more regular 90 to 100 with Patrick Dangerfield. So I feel like that's the way you have to go about it. Now, I cannot stand Patrick Dangerfield on or off the off the park i think is an absolute fucking flog but i i don't think in afford not to have him and now that he's hit under five hundred thousand, i think it's probably danger food especially when you're comparing with toby green yeah yeah anyway his next question and final question from him was why is dano so bad at picking captains the answer is i do it so that i keep it entertaining because what's the point in whitewashing pato with 
let's say four nil right now. I mean, it's, you know what I mean? So I'm one three down. It's all G. It could easily have been two two on the weekend if I had done it properly. You know, I'm just keeping it real, son. Now that is just code for I hate that I'm so bad at picking captains. I'm sick of swallowing this shit every week, and I hope I do better this weekend. Isn't and it? My, and my butthole is on fire from the Sriracha sauce. Yes, that's pretty much. You you, you speak Dano. That's Danish. You speak Danish. <laughs> Um, anyway, the next one's from King Supercoach, and we said that um, we'll do some shout-outs to people. The King Supercoach just hit the top 100. He's ranked 81, so we give him a shout-out for that. We've got a few – I think we've got three three of our listeners that have been confirmed as being in the top 100. One of them, though, we would have had four, but one of them shifted out of the top 100. Um, but hopefully he gets back in. Hopefully you do, Tom. Um, anyway, King Supercoach goes, do we start the GOAT, Isaac Cumming, a.k.a. I call him Cum Dog Millionaire, by the way, um, in round one, 2022? Yeah, it's... Uh, congratulations, by the way, to King Supercoach. That's a massive effort, mate, um, to hit 81st. Hopefully, you can keep going with it. You're probably miles off the top. It is very know, competitive he, up there. He's, he scored... From memory, about two thousand, the well, high two thousand five hundred. I think it was twenty five sixty odd. I think. Yeah, there we go. It's pretty um, fucking ish. good. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. Well done, well done. Um, yeah, look, in terms of round one twenty twenty two, uh, I think it's a little bit too early to tell. I think the the defense line is going to be so stacked next year. Um, I'm not sure whether Isaac Cumming can put himself in. The conversation with your uh, no lead won't be a defender next year. Either will Mills, but Whitfield will be, assuming he is healthy. Uh, Jake Lloyd still will be. Jaden Short still will be. Uh, Tom Stewart definitely still will be. Um, Jordan Ridley definitely still will be. Uh, Aaron Hall like, will be. Yep, yep. I just I don't feel like he's going to be on that same level as those guys. Um, but I mean, if it, he won't, because he's at about four hundred eighty thousand, I think at the moment. But if he's at, at that 400,000 mark, I think you could maybe afford to start him, but it's all price dependent. So he'd probably touch what it doesn't happen for your sake, Dano, but he'd probably have to go down this week and not play for the rest of the season to have that sort of price discount for the start. Uh, of they won't do, they won't, they don't do that. He's played too many games. Yeah, exactly. So I, I can't see it being worth it. If he's at 500,000, I think there's going to be better value at that price for next year. The other thing, um, listeners, is Pato can't detect. Sarcasm uh, in tweets. I'm pretty sure this is a big sarcastic tweet, Pato, because he just likes the name coming. Well, don't we all? Well, yeah. yeah we all we love do. good coming. You love hashtag come dog millionaire. Um, but um, yeah, instead, in terms of Isaac coming, I think he'll fucking come around. Come around. <laughs> um, <laughs> he could come around next year and fucking show us all up and we'll all be fucking trading him in at this rate. But anyway, yep. Um, anyway, King Supercoach, though. He's got a serious question here now. He opened up with that not-so-serious not so one. So he goes, he has three trades left and one upgrade to go in his forward line. Does he, A, bring in a cheapie like Jeremy Cameron? and have good cover on the bench with DPP and whatnot, or B, bring in a Shea Bolton or a Tom Hawkins for Waitman and have a shaky forward line cover, so like Briggs slash McRae style thing. Yeah, I I 
feel like you have to err on the side of caution. And that's only because as soon as Shane Mumford comes back into the team, Kieran Briggs, I don't think, will hold his spot, Dano. I don't even, I, to be honest, I have a feeling he might not play this weekend. Because you've got Riccardi, you've got Riccardi knocking on the door again. You've got Jesse Hogan to come back. There's two bigs. One, like Harry, let's fuck Harry Himmelberg off. They won't do it though, but let's say we fuck him off. Then you've got one of Briggs or Flynn. And that, that would be yeah. Briggs. Flynn. It'll, be, it'll be Briggs. It'll be Briggs. And I honestly can't see Finlay McRae coming back into that Pies team unless they just go full fucking kid mode and have Pendles play forward pocket and still side bottom play in the ruck and just completely fuck their team. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like you need that forward cover. So you may have to go a little bit cheaper. Now, we ran through a few forward options for you there. King Supercoach, um, whether you go with Jezza or whether you go with someone else about his price, um, maybe, I mean, it's risky. Maybe the guy that we didn't want to name, maybe that could be the option for you. Reluctantly. Um, Maybe it's Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I don't think you could. Yeah. I don't think anyone will bring themselves to pick that flog that we refuse to name. He who shall not be named should call him Voldemort just because you don't want to fucking. Oh, yeah, we call him fucking Wish Dusty. There you go. Wish Dusty. Isn't Wish Dusty. Is it Dusty Wish Bolton? No, he's Kmart Bolton. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, we'll move on from that. But yeah, you're going to have to err on the side of caution, methinks. Or you could just roll it like I think the winner in what 2016 or something ran out of trades by fucking round 16 or something and fucking won the whole thing. You could do that. Who, who fucking knows? Anyway. Yeah. If you did that, go buy a lottery ticket because the odds of that working are very slim. Yeah, very slim. It's only happened once in all of the winners. Anyway, we are not called super coach co-captains for nothing. Every week we give you VC and C options to try and better your team. Although I've been fucking shit at them lately with my own team, but I've been good for yours. And we don't do just vanilla picks as well. We do fucking left field ones too, like our Lukey Ryans and all them that we've said that paid off for people who tweeted us saying thank you. So anyway, Thursday night footy, Suns versus the Tigers, Pato, who you fucking got at Metricon, mind you. Oh, wait, is it going to change? Is Queensland shut down or is it just New South Wales? Who knows, mate? Um, I I heard a rumour that everyone's going down to Tassie. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's it's fucked. Um, the whole country being locked down except for Tassie probably at this rate, but lucky them. Shout out to any listeners that we might have down in Tassie. Fuck yeah. Beautiful place, beautiful place down there. Um, if I've you been, haven't I've, been, I've been told. Go check it out. Don't go in winter, but go check it out. I've been told you either go to Tassie for one or two reasons. You either grow up there and you leave or you come there to die. Wow, I did neither, but anyway. <laughs> Back to so like retire, well, like to retire and just pass away peacefully in the nice scenery. That's all I heard. Anyway, um, oh, Gold okay. Coast versus Richmond. I really like Callum Coleman Jones. Fuck it, really, really. So if maybe old child doesn't play Dano, who might be our first choice ruckman? Yeah, that's okay. That's a valid point, but. And against the Suns, he may be auditioning for his next team, by the way. I hope not, but he may be. No way. He would not be going to the Suns. 
Reckon he might kick a few snags. I reckon he might get some hit outs. Tom Lynch should come back as well. I've got this sneaky feeling that Callum Coleman-Jones could have a big game. Is it going to be a big game, big enough to take as a VC? Absolute YOLO? Probably not. But don't be surprised if he goes 120-plus. What about your, your mate? Your mate fucking uh, Wish Bolton. Sorry, Kmart Bolton. Okay, Kmart Dustin Bolton. Martin. Yeah. Um, I, like, I like the real Kmart Bolton. Um, the, the real Bolton. The real Bolton. <laughs> I, I like him as an option, even though he was pretty much non-existent on the weekend. Um, yep, yep. Look, Dusty doesn't have the best record against the Suns. And I have a feeling last year when he played them, he got tagged and frustrated to the point where he took a swing at someone who got suspended. Yeah, but who tagged? last year. Fuck, I can't remember, mate. Because if it was talk, he ain't tagging this year. That was about 17 lockdowns ago, mate. I can't remember what happened back then. Yeah, I can't remember what happened last night, to be honest. Yeah, but his last three against the Suns, this is Dusty, uh, 92, 78, and 91. So Disgusting. We know he's a big game player, and this isn't a big game for him, so he'll probably cruise. Um, look, he could go big. I would not be surprised because we need a big performance and we need to pull our fucking fingers out. So it could be this big, big game that we're waiting for from Dusty, but I probably wouldn't back him for the VC because I feel like there's a really good option in this next game. Um, but yeah, Took Miller, I really like as well. Yep, yep. Do not mind. So next game, Friday night blockbuster between the Cats and the Bombers. I'm assuming you're going to go with the Guff? No. Oh, no, you were I'm talking about him go... before. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do like the Guthers as, as an option, but I'm going to talk about someone I actually have in my team, um, barring any late week decisions, which I generally fucking just ruin my trade plans on Friday and regret it Thursday this week. Yep. Um, but I like I like uh, Patrick Klingerfield. Yep, yep, um, yep. We had 139 against the Bombers last year. Now, obviously, they're a very different team this year, but they don't tag, um, and that's huge. So I feel like he may... Go big, and why not bring him in and chuck the VC on him this week if you haven't already traded him in? Um, and, yeah, it's a VC, so if it doesn't go right, it's not the end of the world because you can back it up. Yep. Um, Bombers ones are actually going to be a little bit hard to pick for this because who the fuck gets tagged out of Parish and, and Merritt? Maybe neither of them. You don't reckon they'll tag at all? Maybe not. It might be like the dog situation where... O'Connor just plays defense because they don't know who to tag, so they just don't tag anyone. Yeah, well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, your merits and your parishes. Merit, merit was unreal last weekend, so I think you'd be silly not to tag him. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't mind Ridley either, uh, if especially if Geelong spray towards goals a fair bit and Patrick Dangerfield has a fair few cracks at goal and kicks him a fair few behinds because Ridley gets a cheap kick-in points. Uh, yeah, really only scored 73 in a really big year for him individually last year against the Cats. So not super keen on that one, but yeah, it, it could go well. Yeah. Anyway, Saturday, Melbourne versus the Giants at the MCG. The Giants should know how to fucking play there now, the second week in a row. Um, this one, look, to be honest, I don't think the Giants will have a response for Clayton Oliver. So I disagree. I reckon DeBoer will go to Oliver. I think he'll go to Petrarca. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Oliver had 87 last year against the Giants and 53 the year before. So 
actually he's the one they yeah. do go to generally. Um, the one I really like, and this guy has an absolutely unreal record against Shane Mumford if he comes back into the team, um, and that's Max Gorn. So he's averaging 153 over his last three against the Giants, Dano. So 150, 149, and 156. And but um, but, but how does the Lukey Jackson split work? Do you reckon well, he plays? That's, that's the thing, Dano. Um, are Melbourne going to want to throw Luke Jackson into the Wolves against Shane Mumford? Um, I just don't think he has the body to to deal with the borderline wrestling tactics that Shane Mumford injects that's, every week. Uh, that's if he plays. We don't know that whether he's going to play or not as well. Correct. So, look, it's a little bit risky. I know Max Gorn has let you down for a couple of these captain challenges, Dano. Yeah, fuck we sorry, Gorny. We love so, you. I can't well, I can't hate Gorn Dog. Yeah, just one look at the beard and you can't hate him, mate. No, you can't hate him. Yeah. Um Yeah, I think it's a little bit of a tricky game. So I wouldn't maybe Whitfield might do all right, but he might get an attention. He might get a bit of a forward tag from um Jack Viney or or James I Holmes or something like that. So have, I think that's with you. I have a different one. And yeah. We spoke about him earlier at 460-odd thousand, and that's Christian Salem. I could just see him being an avenue out of defense all the time. The Giants like to bomb it in long. you got your maze and your levers and whatnot plucking out, and all they do is feed fucking um, Christian Salem. And I could just see him getting out of there, clean disposal. I could see him going fucking huge. So Christian Salem's going to be my left field VC option this week. Interesting. Yeah, I could just, I could just see it happening, and unless Jesse Hogan plays, that strategy of kick bombing it long in's just, well, it's not going to work anyway. You're fucking May and Lever anyway. Um, you got, I can't, I can't, I don't like any Giants options as well. By the way, I don't know about you. What about someone against his former team? Who might that if be? He come, if he comes back, Jesse Hogan. Yeah. No, nah, I just can't see it happening going. Like, VC big. No, nah, I can't see it happening. Neither can I. Yep. Um, we've got the Adelaide Crows versus the Brisbane Lions next. Lucky Neil, move on. Yep. I'm I'm, a, I'm agreeing. That or Daniel Rich? Um, nah, Lucky Neil, 140, lock it in. L- Lucky Neil, okay, L-O-C-K-Y. Lucky. <laughs> yeah. Lucky, anyway. Lucky it in. I'm not even a dad yet, and my dad jokes are going good. Um, oh, we'll skip that one then. Lucky Neil, lock it in. Fremantle versus Carlton. I like one person in this from Frio, and you already know who it's going to be. 100%. Sean Darcy. I don't know who it's going to be. Oh, there you go. Sean Darcy is the one that I like, especially if he's up and about. I could just see him absolutely destroying Carlton. Um, were you thinking Brayshaw or Lukey Ryan? No, you're one of the eight percent of people that own Luke Ryan. Uh, he had 162 against the Blues last year, and uh, the Blues are terrible. And that's no news flash. They're terrible. They don't know how to kick. They don't know how to do anything. Uh, their coach is no good. They're no good. They're fucking. They're terrible. Fuck you, Carlton. But yeah, Lukey Ryan could go big again. I like like him as an option as yep. a bit of a left fielder. Yep. 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 Don't mind uh, with Carlton, Sam Walsh. I reckon he'd be pretty steady, but that's a pretty vanilla 
Frio, Frio have been tagging, so I reckon he's in danger of a tag in that one. Yeah, then they're fucked. They're fucked. Um, uh, Hawthorne versus Port Adelaide in this one um, on the Saturday night game, 7.40 p.m., Marvel Stadium. Who you got in this one, Pato? I really like Tommy Mitchell in this one. Uh, Port Adelaide haven't tended to tag too much. And uh, he averages 114 against them in his career, and that even includes early career. But his last two, 132, 135. Um, so obviously really attractive scores, and you'll take that as a captain or a vice captain if you take that. Yeah, I'm I'm expecting Ollie Wines to bounce back this week and go fucking boonanas. That or actually, you know what? You know the fucking what? I'm gonna say Charlie Dixon. I was gonna ask whether you like Charlie in this one if you're bringing him in. Because I reckon the Hawthorne defense played their grand final against the Giants. I'll call it that. They were a fucking absolutely unreal, <laughs> amazing against the Giants. Generally, with teams like that, the next week that falls apart. So I reckon Charlie Dixon. Back him in for four plus goals as well. Fucking bang, bang, bang. He'll go. He'll go bananas. Yep. 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 Um, Sunday's no, games. Oh, you got anyone else in that one? Sorry. No, don't mind. No, cool. Uh, cool. Sunday's games. So they are all VC options in my eyes. Um, Sunday's games. You got Sydney Swans versus the West Coast Eagles. So these will all have to be captains' choices. Um, who you got, Pato? Now it's a, oh, it's a GMHBA stadium, so it's not yeah, a Sydney Swans. Yeah, exactly. That's who I was thinking. Away from the SCG is where he's best. <laughs> yep, and uh, West Coast have given away some really big opposition midfield scores as well this year, so he might be a sneaky one to have a bit of a bigger game. But is he someone that you can trust with the C? I'm not so sure, Dano. No, um, no. probably more of a VC for me. He hasn't quite put himself in that group where you can really trust the C on him like a Grundy or or a Gorn or an Oliver or, you know, someone of that echelon. But if you're saving your VC, if you've got a Finlay McRae and you can sort of keep an eye on this game, I don't mind Callum Mills as a cheeky left-field VC. Yeah, and the thing is, they're at 110 and then the next one's at 320, so you've really got to keep an eye on it and you've got to really have your Sunday free. So there's that one. Um, West Coast Eagles players, anyone? Not really. Nick Nat? No. Is he even playing? Yeah, Nick Nat yeah. might do all right. But remember, he's playing against Tom Hickey, who was um, his teammate last year. So they might sort of nullify each other. Even though Nick Nat has been playing a bunch more um, on field, which is a little bit interesting, is up towards sort of 85 90% on field, which is super unusual for him. Yeah. What the fuck? He's generally been a sort of 60% on field sort of guy. So... Yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, good point, mate. Uh, Pato's got COVID. Shit times. Yeah, locking up. Yeah. Um, anyway, next game. Oh, I'm about to burp. Um, Collingwood versus St Kilda. Got to go Reg. Reg Grundy in this one. I don't like it. Um, only nah. against the two. Yeah, against Paddy Ryder and Rowan Marshall. I'm not too keen on that one. Personally, one, yeah, the one that I do like though is actually Scott Pendlebury. You like Pendles, do you? In this one, I actually like Pendles in this one a lot, like a lot. I don't think. I'm not sure I can trust him with the C. Oh yeah, no, but we're giving options, and he's my. It sounds weird saying Pendlebury is a left left field option, 
this yeah, year. Yeah, I just had to check my calendar, Dana. I, I didn't think it was still 2015. Yeah. He's an option. He's an option. Yeah, I've got one for you from this game, Dana. Two rounds um, ago, he top scored. I had 150 for them um, last year against the Pies, and that's Jack Steele. Fucking vanilla. Yeah, it is a little bit vanilla, but sometimes you've got to go vanilla with your captain, Dano, so you don't yeah. lose challenges with your mates. I've been going fucking really, really vanilla with my captain's picks. I might have to go fucking out there this week and I might win one. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, uh, I can't see anyone else in this either. Um, move on to the last game Western Bulldogs versus North Melbourne. Fucking hell, North Melbourne are out to $12.50 in this too, by the way. Gamble responsibly. Um, second versus 18th. Who you got? You're not going to say the Bont because you said that his record against North shit. Yeah, no, I'm going to go with the same guy that I've capped in the last two weeks, Dano. A little bit vanilla, but Jack McRae. Jackie McRae. I'm going to say Ben Cunnington. I don't own the bloke, but fuck, man. He's a machine. If you got Cunnington, good on you. I wish I wish he started round one because I would have had him then. Yeah, uh, shout out to Jeff who brought him in pretty early. Yeah, fucking Ben Cunnington. What a man. What a hairline. Yeah. Um, it's not in Tasmania, so we can't say Jai Simkin. <laughs> no, no, no good. He's due for a bad one. Yeah, uh, it's in. Well, it's not. It's not in Tassie, so you can't pick I him. I mean, it um, might be in Tassie, mate. We don't know what's going to happen in the next three days. Yeah, that's true. Um, in terms of in terms of the other blokes like Zebel and Hall, I just Luke McDonald's really fucked things up, hasn't he? Coming back into that side, or is it just Hall well? And, I think it's a coincidence know. because Hall and Zebel have still played half back. I think it's a a little bit of a culmination of Cunnington sort of exploding a bit and Jai Simkin coming out of nowhere. And I just feel like there's more points now going around to North because they're competitive in games again. And all of a sudden the, the spread of points isn't quite what it used to be when Hall was going 120 plus. So I still mm. think they're both primos. Um, I'm still hanging out for that Zeeble injury, keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> probably jinx Aaron Hall now. So sorry for anyone else that, that has him. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, I don't think Hall's getting as many disposals as what he was before though. Is the other thing. Because they're they're playing better, Dano. It's not eighty percent time in their uh, their back line. Yeah, that's true. It's a valid point. Um. Anyway, Pato, uh, do you want to finish off with your Twitter handle? Yeah, Twitter handle is at p a t o s triple c. Yeah, and mine is d at d a n e o s triple c. So um, that's our Twitter handles. If you want to like us on Facebook, please do chuck us some fucking love on there too. Uh, just comment on our shit, like our shit. You know, we make this for you guys. We don't get any money out of it. Nothing like that. We just did it to better everyone's knowledge. We've been asked to do it oh, fucking last few years. I've been asked to try and start something. I just couldn't be bothered, but now I can. So same with bet. Same with you, isn't it, Pato? Yeah, pretty much. Um, something that sort of floated around and like, oh, yeah, that might be a good idea. And until we sort of said after round one. Why don't we finally do that? And we say, oh, fuck it. Why not? Let's give it a crack. And yeah. it's it's been really fun. And hopefully we we can continue to help uh, our loyal listeners for a long time to come. 
Yep, yep. And um, we're also open to any new ideas too, guys. So if you have any ideas, just chuck us a message on Facebook or on Twitter. We'll listen um, because we're here for you guys. We're not just here for ourselves. So, yeah, just chuck us anything that you want. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So from us at the Supercoach Co-Captains, I'm Dano. And I'm Pato. And this is us signing the fuck off. Boom.